Welcome to Passive Real Estate Investing, the show where busy people like you learn how to build substantial passive income while creating wealth for the long term. And now, here's your host, Marco Santarelli. Welcome to another episode of Passive Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Marco Santarelli, and we have a special show today because we're going to do another market spotlight. And today we're going to talk about why you should invest in the Alabama market. And there are more specifically three markets that we focus on in Alabama. But I wanted to bring on one of my local market providers there. He is a great guy, very knowledgeable. His name is Jared, and him and I were down at the IMN event in Florida a couple of months ago. He was on one of the panels, as was I, separate panels, but I really enjoyed listening to him talk because he is such a knowledgeable person. He's very detailed, analytical. He really digs into the markets and market timing and trends and the economics and fundamentals, and he understands why a market makes sense from many levels. And so I could have literally listened to him all day long, but I thought, well, you know what? We work together and we have property in Huntsville, Montgomery, and Birmingham in Alabama. So why don't we just do a podcast episode and talk about these markets, why they make sense, and then you can take it from there. So Jared, welcome to the show. Thanks, Marco. Thanks for having me. I really am glad to be here. And I want to thank your listeners for taking some time to learn a little bit about demographics and what makes markets tick, why some markets are so much better to invest in than others. And so we're glad that they can take some time to listen. And thanks for having me on your show today. Well, it's great having you on because you're a smart guy and you know a lot of information. You're very knowledgeable about these markets and others too. And so when it comes to these tri-cities in the state of Alabama, I thought we could just lift up the hood and look down and see what's there because a lot of people don't know about these markets or don't hear much about them. They're not sexy markets. And so let's talk about those today. But before we get into that, share some of your background because you have a very interesting background. And if you don't mind, include your story about when you were training other consultants and coaching clients clients such as Rich Dad Coaches and others, because I thought that was a fascinating story. So what was so funny is about 10 years ago, I was working for Robert Kiyosaki. Many of you have probably read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and I love his concepts. I love his books. I love the things that he teaches. But when people paid twelve to $20,000 to talk to a coach for half an hour a week, you really expect that that coach is going to be 100% on top of the latest trends on exactly where market cycles are and be able to help protect you from investing at the top of the market and stop you from doing that, making sure that you're getting out at maybe 80% of the watermark so that when the market starts to go down, you're already at cash and you can buy when the market's down because that's when you really make money. Warren Buffett talks a lot about that. And that's why Warren Buffett spent so much money getting into the single family housing space six or seven years ago. And all the hedge funds that you and I go to at the IMN conferences, they looked at that and went into the markets at the right time. So what was happening one time I was sitting on the coaching floor and all these coaches that I used to train for Robert, I would listen to him and it would be California in 2007. And people would say, well, you can make money in any market. Go get a real estate agent that specializes in Fannie May or Freddie Mac or HUD home foreclosures and get with them and go buy some foreclosed properties and you'll make great money. The problem was foreclosures had gone up to you, even in your blue collar working class neighborhoods, they were five, $600,000. And then by the time you put a hundred grand rehab into them, you were in them for six or $700,000, hoping that you could make a hundred grand, but the market had gone up 25% for five straight years. So it was 125% appreciation. And that just wasn't sustainable because the median home cost was so much more than the median income of what the families could afford. And that's what people don't understand. If you want to know whether a market's going to go down, the number one thing you've got to look at is whether income is keeping pace with the housing prices. Which is affordability. 
Yeah. So I built some affordability ratios and we began to analyze 278 markets across the country. And as I started building it, I found amazing trends that helped me to be able to tell clients this market is at the bottom based on about 78 criteria that I built into a spreadsheet, analyzing all these different cities. We could tell which markets were the top cash flow markets, when to get in, when to get out, and which markets were still primed for great growth and really high cash flows and great returns. And so what happened was one day I was talking to a guy who ends up calling me and he says, you know, he says, well, I live in California. I want to invest in California. I said, well, I don't think that's wise. I think you need to go to Kansas City. This was in 2007. And I said, I can get you 1970s houses that are 2,400 square feet, four bedroom, two bath for $45,000, put 10, 15 grand into them and you're in them for 60 and they rent for 950 to 1,000 a month. And your returns are going to be 25% cash on cash return and you'll have 15, 20 grand equity. And so the down payment on 60,000 at the time was like 15 grand. And so you could put down 15, $15,000 and make four grand a year, which was like a 28% return. And he got so mad at me. He said, well, I'm calling Robert Kiyosaki and he's going to hear about this because his book says you can make money in any market and I'm going to call him and you're going to be fired. And it was so, <laughs> it was so funny because I waited for three or four next days when our next scheduled appointment was. And he emails me, he says, just to let you know, I did email him and I'm waiting to hear back. And then on our scheduled call, I asked him, his name was Chad. I said, well, Chad, what did Robert have to say? He said, well, he said, you're right and that I should listen to you. So it was it was kind of funny. It was, it was kind of funny because you know it used to be true you could make money in any market, but now things have appreciated so much and we've gone through five migrations in the United States and the fifth migration was people now move for jobs. It's not for land grabs or free land like they used to do in Nebraska or Oklahoma. There's no more homesteading. People aren't moving from the coastal areas to the central areas or the gold rush. People are moving where the jobs go and population growth is going from Rust Belt state where baby boomers are flooding areas that are sunny and stuff like that are warm. And, and so you have that and then you have people moving for jobs and you've got to understand those cycles. Yeah, absolutely. Jobs is at the heart of it. So we have three markets here in Alabama, Huntsville, Montgomery, Birmingham. And let's just take a closer look at these. You know, it's important to better understand these markets and why they're attractive for investors. So I know you know a lot about it, but you don't need to get down to the 10,000 foot level here. But let's talk about the local economy, the housing market, and maybe the rental market in each of these markets. Sure, absolutely. So we'll start at the top in Huntsville and then just move our way south just because it'll be easy. Perfect. And I, one of the things I want to point out is I'm not from Alabama. I was born in Huntsville because my dad was stationed at Redstone Arsenal in the 70s. And since he was working on Nike and MX missiles, I did just happen to be born there, spent four years in Germany, then spent most of my life in Georgia. But we're in Alabama, not because we're from Alabama. We moved there and opened up teams there because we felt that they had two of the top 10 best markets in the country right now. And so starting in Huntsville, Huntsville is the Pentagon of the South. You've got Raytheon, Lockheed Martin, Boeing. Practically anybody who's in the defense industry has a presence in Huntsville. The internet was developed out of Huntsville. Most of the rockets and missile guidance systems. When Warner Von Braun came to Huntsville in 1960s to help form the Marshall Flight Center for NASA and to help with building rockets, it just exploded the city. Redstone Arsenal was built there. That employs 31,000 military personnel. Because of the R&D that happens around Huntsville related to the military and to NASA, it has more PhDs per capita than any other city in the country. It's the second largest research and development park in the world at the Cummings Research Park. Remington Arms just opened up a new plant last year, so there's some strong manufacturing sectors. Polaris just opened up an ATV plant there last year. The FBI just announced this year that they're moving 4,000 professional jobs to Huntsville. 
that's going to boost. Usually you get about five new jobs for each professional jobs. So that could have an impact of 20,000 jobs in Huntsville. It's a town of about half a million people. The population's growing. The future job growth is huge. The unemployment's very low. There's new roads everywhere. There's new schools that have been built. Two new high schools just in the last couple of years. It's just a really great booming area. The education levels are very high. The median income for a family is 76000 That compares favorably with the Bay Area of California. One of the areas that we invest in is Madison, which is one of the nicer zip codes and nicer suburbs of Huntsville, about 10 minutes out. And we've got a zip code there that's 105000 median income. Wow. One of the correlations there that people don't understand is when you have high education and you have high income, you tend to have very low crime. And that's really a positive thing. Huntsville has been ranked by Forbes as one of the top places to retire in the United States. It draws a lot of baby boomers. You're an hour and a half south of Nashville, Tennessee, which has a booming economy and is exploding. You're an hour and a half north of Birmingham, which is 1.2 million people just to the south of you, an hour and a half. And that's where our property management is located is in Birmingham. So we have central property management that handles both Birmingham, Huntsville, and Montgomery. Montgomery is an hour and a half south of Birmingham. So we love Huntsville. There's several universities. There's Alabama A&M University. There's the University of Alabama at Huntsville, which is a huge engineering school. There's Oakwood University, which is a Seventh-day Adventist-based university. So there's three universities there and just a great economy. We love it. You can get C-plus working-class neighborhood rental homes that'll throw off like a 10% cap rate, 95 to 10% cap rate if you paid cash or you're looking somewhere in the 18 to 20% cash on cash returns if you financed them. And that's going to get you usually around a 1,200 square foot to 1,400 square foot house for 85,000, maybe 85, 90,000. And sometimes we'll even get some stuff in the 78, 79,000 range and they'll rent for 800 to 950 a month. So we're hitting the 1% rule in most of our Alabama markets, which is really getting increasingly hard to do in most markets. Mm -hmm. True. What's on the other end of that spectrum for neighborhoods, like on the higher end or the better end? Are you in A, A minus type neighborhoods or is that kind of a tough thing to find? We do everything from C plus to A minus. And when I talk about C plus, I'm talking about fairly strong, good neighborhoods, good pride of ownership. They're just blue collar working class. We're not talking about urban ghetto. We're not talking about high crime. We're just talking about your solid blue collar working class neighborhoods. That's what we do at the bottom. We don't like to do anything below C plus. And then in your B and in your B minus and B, you're going to be 95 to 110. And when you get into about 110, you're going to get maybe 950 to 1000 a month rent. Then when we get into the B plus in South Huntsville and the Grissom School District, it's rated a 10. I can get houses there real close to the Redstone Arsenal, and those will retail for about 110, 120. And being a school district that's rated a 10 with very high incomes, very good professionals. And there's a lot of really good renters there because you get a lot of people who get stationed in Huntsville or moved to Huntsville for five years, but they're from Silicon Valley. And so they'll come from California with no intent of spending their career and relocating their families for long-term to Huntsville. So they like to rent for the two or three years they're there so that they can then just move back to Silicon Valley. Okay. Unless there's anything else you want to add about Huntsville, let's move on to Montgomery. 
I think with Huntsville, I would just add that in our A minus stuff, you can get houses in the 150 range that'll rent for about 1350. So the returns aren't quite as strong, but the future appreciation is really good because the job growth there is so strong. And so I, I like that. There is also a Toyota plant in Huntsville. One of the things that people don't understand about Alabama is it's a right to work state. And so they're getting a lot of manufacturing jobs that are moving from the Rust Belt states. While Michigan was slowly struggling four or five years ago and losing a lot of automobile manufacturing jobs, Alabama was gaining. It is now the second largest producer of automobiles in the United States. So there's the Toyota plant in Huntsville. Now we're going to move down to Birmingham and there's a Mercedes plant in Birmingham. Birmingham has a quarter of the state's population. There's 1.2 million people there. It's not the capital. A lot of people think it is. It's just the biggest city. It used to be called the Pittsburgh of the South because it was the second largest producer of steel in the United States. A lot of that's gone away. However, they still are the world's leader of steel pipe. So there still is a lot of steel manufacturing. There's a lot of automobile manufacturing. And there's four Fortune 100 companies headquartered there. Graybar is there. Regions Bank is there. And they've got a couple of others. Big banking industry. There's a lot of architecture, a lot of steel, a lot of logistics. But it's got a pretty diverse economy and a pretty big downtown area that's really experienced a lot of revitalization. I think another thing to mention about Alabama, which is huge, is the tenant landlord laws are amazingly stacked towards the landlord. It's one of the best states in the country if you have to go through an eviction. How would you describe it? You know, honestly, we don't even have to go through an eviction most of the time because the tenants are so aware that the decks are stacked so against them. If you go to court, the, the judge basically says, did you pay the rent? And they'll say, look, I don't want to hear anything about there's mold under my kitchen sink or the refrigerator didn't work. The only question I'm going to ask is, did you pay the rent? And you're going to answer yes or no. And if you didn't pay the rent, then the question is going to be, do you have the money right now? And if the answer to that's no, then... The question is, does the landlord want you out? Yes or no. And you're out. And once you get into court, which can take anywhere between two weeks and a month, depending on when you file your eviction, they're out like a week later. I mean, it's, it's immediate. So you can get somebody out in anywhere between three weeks and probably 40 days and you're in and out. But so most of the time with our tenants, if we ever have a problem, we generally just say, look, if you'll just go ahead and move out by such and such date, we won't file the eviction. You don't want to have this on your credit. It's going to really hurt it and make it hard for you to move anywhere else. So if you'll just be out by this Friday and have everything's room swept and clean. We're going to have the paperwork filled out. You can see here we have it filled out, but we won't file it on you if you're out. And so that avoids us having that cost. Those LARs are a huge advantage as a landlord because it gives you the leverage. It allows you to keep your tenant in line. I mean, you said it best. It doesn't happen very often, but should it happen, we all know where the cards are stacked and in whose favor. So it's a good thing. Yeah, it is, especially when the tenants know that. And, and Marco, you're in a lot of great markets. You do so much analytics. You know the very best markets in the country, and you're in some really strong markets, markets that we like also. But one of the things that I will say about Alabama that makes it a diamond in the rough that people don't quite recognize is that it's 49th in property taxes. The only state that I think has lower property taxes is Hawaii, where the prices are so ridiculously high that they have to have it low. But in Alabama, you're number 49 in property taxes. Most of our properties are anywhere between 49 400 and 800 dollars a year in tax burden so that really makes it to where you cash flow a lot more you just get a lot more cash flow because the taxes are not as much of a burden on your cash flow wow that's very low that's one tenth to one twentieth the taxes we pay here in california very small 
So let's talk about Montgomery. Let's do an overview like you just did for Huntsville with Montgomery here. Be glad to do that. And the one thing I would say about Birmingham, in Birmingham, we like to be in the suburbs. It's important to us to be 10, 20 minutes outside of the urban core. You do have a little bit more crime in the urban core downtown in Birmingham. So if we found that if you get out into the suburbs, you can do very well and get some nice houses and have some really good returns. So moving down to Montgomery, when we move down to Montgomery, the Montgomery area includes Prattville and Millbrook. And we really, really like the Montgomery area. It's the state capital. There's a lot of government jobs, a lot of legal jobs and writing legislation. Legislation. It's got some aerospace there. There's the University of Auburn at Montgomery, which is a big student body there. And there's, I think, three or four universities. There. Faulkner is a big private university that's highly regarded. But there's three or four universities right in Montgomery. A lot of state jobs. You've got two major Air Force bases there with Gunter and Maxwell Air Force Base. And one of the things that I like is that this is where the War College is. And also the Chaplain School is located there. They teach a lot of pilots there. And so you get a lot of military officers and they're all there for one to three years. And so most of them are going to rent. And so it gives you a highly paid, highly disciplined tenant base that usually keep the properties in really nice shape because of their military training and background. And if somebody's enlisted and they don't pay their rent, you just go down to the first sergeant. And if they don't pay their rent, they actually get thrown in the brig and they'll get something in their military records. And so having military tenants is just a spectacular thing, very dependable. And if you ever had to garnish the wages, it's not like they can avoid paying so we love the military tenants with Maxwell and Gunter Air Force Base there in Montgomery. It's Koch Foods is there. You've got a big, huge ream plant for manufacturing condensing units. But it's just a great place. There's a lot of tourism, a lot of Civil War history. They've got a really cool river that runs right through the downtown with riverboats. They've really revitalized the downtown. A lot of the historic buildings have been revitalized and stuff like that. Martin Luther King's Dexter Avenue Church that he preached at is there. There's a lot of civil rights history and a lot of Civil War history. And they just put in a great minor league baseball park downtown. That's a cool environment. But you can get deals in Montgomery like you wouldn't believe. There's plentiful resources there. A lot of inventory that we can get. You can get 14 to 1500 square foot house that rents for 850, kind of in the 85 thousand dollar ballpark range. And even your A minus properties will get up to about 130 thousand, 140 thousand. And it's just some really strong properties. A lot of times they're on half acres a quarter acre and half acre lots. So they're nice lots, good wide streets, and just a very stable tenant base. There's a lot of rental demand in Huntsville. We find that the properties fill very quickly. Our property managers filling properties on average in 17 days, and they offer a one-year rent guarantee so that if the tenant moves out within the first 12 months, they replace the tenant at no charge. One thing we love about our property management, you're probably familiar with Renters Warehouse. Yep. Very sharp company. They're the biggest in the country. Last year, out of 18,000 doors, they only had one out of every nine tenants move out. So they're keeping the tenants for two and three years on average, which means that your tenant turnover and your vacancy is a lot lower, and it makes it for a lot more profitable investment. We love working with Renters Warehouse. It's just been a really nice thing to work with. Yep. We've had them on the show. Oh, great. Yeah, they're great. They're fantastic. So we're still talking about Montgomery here. And I'm going to ask you a question about all three markets here. Would you consider or describe these markets as cash flow markets or growth markets or a hybrid of those two? All right. So it's a little bit different by each market. So let me cover each of the markets. So Birmingham actually has pretty much made a full recovery. Prices are higher than they were back in 2007 before the last crash. They're about 10 to 15% higher than they were. So they've made pretty much a full recovery. You can still pick up some deals and glean some really good deals in the suburbs if you're careful. 
Huntsville is a growth market. You can get some good appreciation. You can do flips occasionally in Huntsville. And like we'll sell a B plus or an A minus property. We sold one that rented for $1,350 a month. It was a four bedroom, three bath house. And it was just a really great property. We sold it for about $156,000 and it was worth about $175, $180. So our client ended up with about $20,000 equity when they got that, $20,000, $25,000 equity. So you can get some growth there. You can even do some flipping in Huntsville and things are flying off the market there. Montgomery is still rebounding. So Montgomery we see as a market that is extremely high cash flow. Huntsville can cash flow pretty well, but Montgomery cash flow is even better but it has even more has a lot of upside potential because it hasn't really started to recover. We think the recovery will be a little bit slower and you'll be able to access properties in Montgomery for a longer period, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of upside potential. And that's one thing we love about Huntsville and Montgomery. Still a lot of upside potential. Huntsville saw a huge jump. We've seen clients that have experienced 17% appreciation in the last year in Huntsville and have really been excited about the growth that they've had with the properties they purchased, but there's still a lot more upside to go in Huntsville as they recover, but Montgomery's just barely starting to recover. So you can get in at a pretty rock bottom price in Montgomery and ride it up. That's one of the things we really like about this market. So Montgomery offers the highest growth potential and from a cash flow or better yet, a cash on cash perspective, you're saying Huntsville offers the better return from a cash on cash perspective? The cash on cash returns will be a little higher in Montgomery, but you're going to have more long-term appreciation. I think Huntsville has more room to go up in the recovery, uh, where Huntsville's already recovered a little bit and Birmingham's pretty much made a full recovery. Okay. But I'm saying you're going to get more appreciation and more equity accumulation in Huntsville probably. So Montgomery, what you'll see is you'll see recovery. So you'll see houses that were worth 120,000 if you can get them today for 80, you know, they may be worth 100 in 3 or 4 years and in 5 or 6 years they might get back to the 120 they were worth before, whereas Huntsville might be there in 2 years. It might hit full recovery in another year or two, but after they recover, I think you'll see very little appreciation in Montgomery, maybe a 1% or something, whereas Huntsville might, in some of the better areas, in your B plus and A minus neighborhoods, you might see 5 or 6% appreciation in Huntsville. It's going to perform better. In fact, they anticipate that Huntsville is supposed to outpace the growth and be bigger than Birmingham within 25 years. And so it's expected to have a meteoric rise. Wow. And so it's really booming. Wow, that's impressive. Okay, I think Birmingham's the only market we didn't do an overview on. Do you want to touch on that? So we talked a little bit about the macroeconomics of Birmingham and what employers were there. We probably didn't get into talking about the individual housing and offerings there. We're buying kind of in the center point, Penson, Alabaster, mainly the southern suburbs in Shelby County and then the northern parts of Jefferson County, which is where Birmingham is headquartered. And so we like to buy about 10 to 20 minutes from downtown, we try to avoid the 1920s and 30s inner city type stuff and buy a lot more of the 1960s and 80s multi-level homes. And you'll get really good rents in Birmingham. You can hit 1,000, 1,100 for a lot of these properties. There's high Section 8 demand. For us, we only do about 10% of our properties as Section 8. Some people love Section 8 because it's automatic deposit. It's guaranteed like clockwork. We find that if you have really good property management, you can still screen and do background checks and make sure that you're getting good 
good quality tenants. But if you're going to get Section 8 tenants, you've got to talk to the two or three previous landlords. You've got to do the background checks, the credit checks, the employment verification. Our experience has been that sometimes they can be a little harder on the properties. And so if they've been on the program for quite a while and you can talk to the previous landlords, then they couldn't have damaged the properties too much because they would have lost their voucher. And so that's the very important caveat if you're going to accept Section 8 tenants. So we've had great experiences with it. But like I said, we're very careful on our due diligence and it's only about 10% of our portfolio. But Birmingham, because it's had so much of a regain of equity and it's had such a full recovery, we're picking up two or three a month there. And we're also doing some flips so we can get some nice stuff in the Hoover market, Vestavia. If you can find some foreclosures there, you can buy some nice B plus, A minus properties and get yourself maybe a six and a half or 7% cap rate to hit maybe a 12% cash on cash return in a A minus or B plus neighborhood. And you'll still hit somewhere in the 16 to 18% cash on cash return, you know, maybe like an eight and a half cap rate in the C plus and B minus type product. Okay. And just briefly, let's just talk about the scope of work that goes into these properties. You don't need to be extremely detailed, but just give us an overview of what you guys look for, what's done to mechanicals, cosmetics, the extent of the rehab, just so people have an idea of what they're looking at. All right. So the first thing that's different with us than most people is we have a $10 million hedge fund and everything we buy, we renovate it to our standards, knowing that we're going to put it on the market and give you first shot at it. And if you want to buy it, the turnkey asset, you can take it. And if you don't buy it, we're just going to refinance it into our fund and we're going to keep it to hold for cash flow ourselves. So we put our money where our mouth is and we're investing in buying the same assets that you're buying. And so the only difference is we'll give you first shot And our average rehab is about $28,000. So we're putting a pretty heavy level of rehab into these. We have 28 crews that work for us full time because we're producing anywhere between 20 and 40 properties per month. So we've got a lot of inventory for you, which gives you a lot of selection. Generally, what's going to happen is we're going to go in. Our contractors during due diligence are going to give us a huge list of repairs. If the roof is a 20-year roof with a 20-year shingle and it's got 10 years left, we're not going to replace the roof because it has half its life left. And if there's 10 years left, the last thing you want to do is have us go put a $5,000 roof on and charge you five grand more when the roof had 10 years left on it. So usually if a roof has less than three or four years, we're just going to go ahead and replace the roof and give you a new roof. Because even if it has three or four years left on it, it's cheaper for you to have it financed in than to have to pay for a whole new roof in three years. Generally, our furnaces and condensing units get replaced if they're older than like 12 to 15 years. Hot water heaters, if they're older than eight years, we usually replace the hot water heaters. So we're going to test everything. We're going to inspect it. We're going to make sure that it's running smoothly. We're going to replace all the P-traps under the sinks. We're going to fix any plumbing issues that we can find. You know, we test all the plumbing and run water through it the best we can. That's sometimes where you're going to find some of your problems. It's sometimes hard if you're not running thousands of gallons per month through to catch every little plumbing thing. But generally, we're going to refinish hardwood floors. You know, we get carpet at great prices. One of the things that's great is I find that generally your clients, if they were doing these properties and doing the rehab themselves, I don't think they could get them done and be in them any cheaper than if they did it themselves and did all the work and took all the risk because we've got a nationally managed account with Home Depot. We get on average up to 30% discounts on most of our materials. And then our labor pricing is just, you just can't touch it because we provide so much full-time employment to all these crews. So we're putting in brand new carpet, brand new pad, three-tone paint. So your ceilings are going to be white, your trim and your doors are going to be white. We use a dolphin fin gray, which is real popular right now. It doesn't show scuffs. And so it makes your turn costs cheaper when a tenant moves out. A lot of times we can do touch-up paint instead of having to repaint the whole house. And all brand new appliances with warranties on them. GE appliances, we get them at 3% above Home Depot cost. 
so that there's really a lot that goes into it. The systems are really looked at, and even if we don't replace the roofs, if they're in great shape, we'll, we'll get on the roof and seal all the boots and stuff like that and put in attic fans if they're needed to just make sure that the life is prolonged. And so it's they're really nice. All new hinges on the doors, all new door handles. The kitchen cabinets get all new handles and hinges and get painted. Most of the time we have all brand new countertops in the kitchens. We really make them nice. The goal is you want to have the nicest rental product and we can usually get about a hundred dollars more than the Zillow estimate for rent because we've renovated so much nicer than most of our competition. And you want to do that because if the market ever turns, if yours are much nicer, you're going to fill the tenant instead of somebody else. And if you can charge a little higher rent, sometimes you get a higher quality tenant and they'll stay longer because if it feels like a brand new house versus a slumlord, you're going to get a more attractive tenant that'll stay longer and take better care of your property because they like nice things. Yeah. You have really nice looking product. When we do have your inventory and it's up on our website, you can go through the photos and you can see that everything looks just amazing. It looks like a brand new property. And so that's very attractive, not just as an investor looking to purchase a property where it looks like it's brand new and there's no deferred maintenance, but any tenant that's looking at that property and comparing it to others, they're going to put a lot more weight on the properties that look new, smell new, feel new, and are in great condition. And that's why you can get the premium. Plus, you know, you guys have economy of scale. So when it comes to labor and buying product, it's easy enough to build more into that rehab than it would be for someone else who's just doing one or two flips a year. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing is we warranty it. So you get a one-year warranty on anything that we've done. If it was in our scope, we're going to give you the full scope. We'll give you the before and after pictures. We'll give you about 30 professional photos. So you always have those to market the property when the tenants move out. And we're going to give you the rehab scope of everything that was done. And if we did the work from one year of when the property was completed, you've got everything warrantied and we'll take care of it in the first year. So that's real nice. And then outside of that, if there's ever any maintenance, if something happens, our property manager does not charge any markup on any maintenance calls. So a lot of property managers will nickel and dime you to death on repairs. They charge zero markup on any repairs and they use our renovation crews that rehab the properties. So you get the same economy of scale for any maintenance that we get. Yeah, that's beautiful. Well, we can talk a lot more about these markets. There's so much there, but this is a great overview and Ultimately, anybody who's interested in these three markets can talk to their investment counselor here and we can get into more detail or we can patch them in with you and share upcoming inventory, not just what's on our website. Jared, is there anything I didn't ask you that maybe I should have? You're really good with questions. You know exactly what to ask. But I think the only thing I would probably add is we're extremely experienced. We've done couple thousand properties. And I think because we've done stuff with the guys from flipping Vegas and flipped this house and sold to the rich dad, poor dad coaches, they even come and buy from us now. One of the things that's great with us is we've done 1031 exchanges. If people want to buy one property, that's fine. But we've helped people buy 27 properties at a time. So if people need a large volume because they're filling a 1031 exchange and they have a deadline they're up against, we own enough assets that we can easily satisfy the exchange requirements and help them get the identification period done in the very easy manner that's not stressful. And we also have the ability to help people get into apartment complexes. We do those from time to time as well. And so there's virtually no facet that we can't accomplish. And we also provide free education and training that we can help people with and answer questions. We're glad to just coach and help train and teach right along with the investment counselors that are working with you. 
Perfect. Well, that's good to know because we had two last-minute 1031 exchange clients just recently, and so we had to scramble to find the right product that was available for them in order to meet that 45-day deadline and then you know reach the 180-day closing. So one thing too, Marco, that's really nice. Yeah, is because our property management is Renters Warehouse, and they handle all three of the markets. So you're dealing with one property management, one property management portal for all three of these markets. But because Renters Warehouse is in many of the other markets that you're already have providers in, one thing that's nice is if they love Renters Warehouse, they can potentially even use them across the country if they're diversifying in markets. And so I think that's a good potential strategic advantage down the road. Yes. And Renters Warehouse is in some of the markets that we're in. So you could put everything under one roof as you grow your portfolio. That's good. Good point. Good. Well, Jared, I appreciate your time. Great information. Of course, there's so much more, but we don't need to have people's eyes glaze over from too much detail. I think this has been a good overview as to why looking at Alabama and investing in Alabama makes a lot of sense. And I think there's a lot of good points. So if anyone has questions, they should just call our office, talk to their investment counselor, and we can provide you some more information and and talk more specifics about markets, neighborhoods, properties available, et cetera, et cetera. We'll probably in six to 12 months have you back and just we can compare how the markets have changed from today to that point in time and update our website accordingly. But Jared, it's been great having you on today. So I appreciate your time. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate your expertise and the great job you do for your clients. Thank you very much. So there you have it, some great information on Alabama, more specifically the three markets that we're in now. Now, we've been in Birmingham for a number of years and have had tremendous success. Our clients are very happy with their properties and the property management there. We've had zero complaints about anything in terms of Birmingham and the properties over the last few years. But, you know, now we have two more markets in the mix. We have Huntsville and we love Huntsville for many reasons. You know, it's a 90 mile drive north of Birmingham on Interstate 65. It has a metro population somewhere between four and 500,000 people. So it's noticeably smaller than Birmingham. But with the aerospace, defense and technology sectors there, we find an environment well worth any investor's attention. And Huntsville has been instrumental in space development and technology since the 1950s. The city's nicknamed the Rocket City because of that. But it has a lot of charm and beauty, and it's just a great city. There's a lot of growth potential, but it is a strong cash flow market. So it makes a very good addition to the mix of markets that we have right now. So, of course, you know about Birmingham. We've been in Birmingham. It's the largest city in Alabama. It's experiencing dramatic growth and a renaissance, a beautiful downtown core, massive new manufacturing plants, and a great deal of new jobs. You know, it's also nicknamed the Magic City because it has a diverse and stable economy and a broad array of cultural attractions along with a rich history. Forbes magazine gushed about this market saying, quote, after years of investing in revitalization efforts, turning old warehouses into offices, opening new parks, building a minor league baseball stadium, Birmingham is finally seeing the big payoff, close quote. So there are several factors that make Birmingham, Alabama a strong real estate investment market. So take a serious look at that one. And of course, there's Montgomery, which is the third market in Alabama that we're in. And, you know, it too has a population between four and 500,000 people. It is the second largest city in the state and it is the capital of Alabama. But the good thing about Montgomery, as Jared talked about, you know, it has a lot going on for it. Good cash flow. It is in the middle of its recovery compared to its peak back around 2007, 2008. But it has a vast economic diverse 
foundations. So the Montgomery Market is the home to the state and regional governments, a major military installation. The U.S. Air Force Air University is there, has an extensive service industry, wholesale and retail trade market. So there's a lot going on there as well. Remember, it's all about jobs. If you have jobs, job growth, you'll have population growth, you'll have stability. People can afford to pay their mortgage or your rent, and that's what we look for. So anyway, take a look at those markets, and you know whether you're out there on your own or you're working with us, take a good look, and then talk to our investment counselors about them as well. If you have any questions about those markets, or if you have questions in general, just send those to me at Ask Marco. Click the Ask Marco button at the top of the PassiveRealEstateInvesting.com website, and I'll be sure to address those either directly or on the air. So if you haven't already, please remember to subscribe. We would love to update you every week as we get new episodes out. And also, if you don't mind, help us spread the word. Please visit iTunes. Leave us a rating and review because iTunes takes note of that, and it helps us to reach more people to share this important and valuable information. So once again, thanks for listening and we will see you on our next episode. Are you on track to achieve your financial goals? Income-producing real estate is the most historically proven way to accumulate wealth and has created more financial freedom than any other means. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best turnkey cash flow rental properties. Our simple proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly income. Get your free strategy session with our knowledgeable investment counselors at noradarealestate.com. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com. Nothing on this show should be considered specific personal or professional advice. Please consult an appropriate legal, tax, real estate, or business professional for individualized advice. For distribution or publication rights and media interviews, please contact the host.